Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Talk about the VOD and the silver screen. Kevin and Tom and Joe know all there is to know. From masterpieces to deep fried tacos. And if the movie sucks, you might hear them say, There's no telling where the guys will take you. Get ready for a spoiler. Won't say it twice, cause we're already. Broadcasting from the lush but not lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for Advanced Film Snarkitude, this is Real Spoilers, episode 665, One Night in Bangkok. <laughs> nope. Wrong no? movie. No. Oh. From the world's your oyster? <laughs> That's... I get my kicks above the waistline, sunshine. <laughs> what is that from? From the song One Night in Bangkok? Oh, I was thinking of the really bad uh, Mark Dukakis movie. Ah, no. I know how much you love to think... Dukakis. That's true. You just That's true. got Dukakis on the brain. <laughs> he loves Dukakis. <laughs> Cannot get enough the, he, of you know, Dukakis. That's why I watch uh, Iron Chef. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And Dukakis and Fisting. That's right. Those that's are right. his two favorite things. That's my, in my search history. <laughs> so yeah. You should have been, you really should have been watching uh, Double Dragon. Yeah. Uh, only the Strong. And Le Pac de Loup. That's right. That's right. But, uh, but yeah, One Night in Bangkok from the play Chess. Chess? Oh, from the play chess. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, I don't know what that is. It was a musical on the, and oh. the oh, the musical chess. Yeah, well, it's <laughs> musicals or plays. Yeah, it, yeah. All, it all works. Yeah, it's on a stage. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> it was a, it was uh, made in the eighties. It was like it was a weird thing. They like they came out with the soundtrack first, and like to try and generate revenue, like a concept album. Yeah, and then yeah. turn it into a play. But it, it toured. I mean, it played the Fox one. You know, I was a teenager. Oh, no. It's all about the game of chess. It's all about the chess tournament in Bangkok. Oh, well, did it take were... place over one night? Yeah, it did. Oh. I don't know. It's, <laughs> I don't. I don't remember. It's been. I haven't seen it since I was like fourteen. <laughs> so, is... what are we okay. reviewing again? I forget. <laughs> I don't at this know. Point. But Last... it's it's a it, it's an interesting <laughs> play though. Like it just the, the whole thing behind it. You know. Yeah. But uh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Murray Head, who was on the Jesus Christ Superstar soundtrack. I believe As who? I don't know. Oh. I just that was what they always said. <laughs> this is a riveting that, that, start that, to the episode. That's his. Uh, that's that's the like their. He's also been on 
the Jesus Christ Superstar soundtrack. Yeah. That's that's like above his name. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was his claim to fame. Yeah. Not as lead vocals, but just as like yeah. one of the backup guys. <laughs> he played a tree. <laughs> he was one of Jesus's robes. But yeah, it was a Tim Rice music. Like, that's not. That's not nothing. He's a no. Big that's deal. true. That's not nothing. That's He's a big I, deal. I know who that is. Yeah. So yeah. But, Phantom uh, of the Opera. That's right. Anyway, I guess uh, let's go around the table and everyone can introduce themselves. This is Joe. This is Kevin. And this is Tom. And quick shameless plugs. Don't forget, we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find your podcast, you can find us. While you're there, be sure and uh, follow us so you never miss an episode. And maybe leave us a review. That's always helpful. We got a rating. Ooh. So our ratings went up. Well, All that's right. good. <laughs> like, just because we got a rating doesn't mean they went up. No, they went up. Okay. Yeah. Phew. <laughs> uh, you can also uh, find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash real spoilers. While you're there, like the page and join the group if you want the easiest way to help us. It doesn't cost you a dime. Share an episode in your social media feed. People who were kind enough to share an episode this week, and I should preface this by saying I've been having issues again with Facebook showing me who shared an episode. So if I miss something you, tells me it's only going to get worse. I know. So uh, if I miss you, I apologize. It's not because we don't like you. It's because Facebook is being a <laughs> so here we go. Librarian Cynthia, Laura Connolly, Quiddick, Ralph Tribble, Heather Sachs, Tammy Sherman Powers, Douglas Bolduck, Gabriel Lugo, Chris Falls. Phoenixville Morley, Zach Brown, but not that Zach Brown, Travis <laughs> T. Witt, uh, Epic Film Guys, Chris Williams, uh, Jarpo. Hey. All right. Which uh, I loved his brothers, Jico and Droucho. <laughs> uh, Minorities Report, Geek to Me Radio, Ronnie Castle, Kathia Woods, In Session Film, Linda Wright, Spoiler Piece Theater, Keith Noakes. Uh, Ryan Terry from the Forza Crowd podcast, Invasion of the Remake, the Movie Journey podcast, Binge Movies, Chris Wilson, Matt Naglia, Cinema Recall, Victims and Villains, Bitchin' Boutique, which is a great name. That's a good uh, name. Mike Marlowe, which your name's okay too, I guess. Uh, the <laughs> is man Mike Marlowe related to Aaron Marlowe? I don't know. One can only yeah. assume. Oh, man. Uh, the Manic Pixie Weirdo podcast, Film Rage, Ladies... Fright podcast, all the horror, feel and film, and Mike, Mike, and Oscar. So thank you very much. And if sharing an episode isn't being helpful enough for you, and you like, how can I help them even more? Uh, Patreon.com slash real spoilers for five bucks a month. You get all sorts of bonus content, and you help us out a little extra, and we are appreciative. And there's all kinds of Halloween stuff in the Patreon right now. Nothing but. Nothing but. Nothing there's a but. lot of it. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, there's all that. And let's dig in. Man, did I love this movie. <laughs> this is so one like this might be my malignant. It, it's this cool. is so like this was great. Yeah, it's cool. I, I really liked it, too. I went into it super hyped. Yeah. And so it wasn't as good as I had hoped it would have been. Like, I, I liked it, though. You know, I, I think I think the film starts off really strong. Yep. And I think it's really good in the middle. And I think that third act when it gets with the reveal, with all the goo. No, just all the ghosts. And it, oh, the the movie was uh, anxiety inducing and terrifying. And I was right there with the main character. And then when all those ghosts started popping up, it looked like something out of the haunted mansion or something. It just it it, it made it feel that the horror went away for me. Oh, that's interesting. I just think they don't they didn't quite nail all the ghost stuff. But but I really and you would it. think that a guy who loves horror and yeah. kind of got his start in horror right like I, Shaun of the Ish. Dead is like a yeah. rom-zom yeah. com uh, I wonder if it's because it's 60s he went with the feel of ghosts that was maybe a little bit more 60s 
Yeah. I could see Might that. I mean, if if the when we get to the reveal of like what the ghosts are, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And and I I liked it, but I didn't love it. And yeah. I I have a problem with its central conceit. I feel uh-huh. like it it created a problem it didn't know how to solve and so it gave the kind of gave the pro- retroactive problem a different solution, which I didn't like. Interesting. Hmm. But I I thought uh, the performances though. Oh man, I mean it's a great looking movie. Like it's a fun oh, it's a fun ride. Yeah, it's just I like. The, I think I, I like this better than Baby Driver. Yeah, which I, I yeah I would say that. Yeah, yeah, it's I mean it's solid and yeah Edgar Wright he has a brilliant style like like his style is so unique and he's so visual mm-hmm. in in his storytelling and so the movie does look great in the performances though seriously Thomas and Mackenzie say her name again. Thomas and okay. McKenzie. I just want to make sure I hear it right. So oh, I, th- I, th- I think that's how you pronounce it. But, uh, <laughs> she she was in Jojo Rabbit and then also Leave No Trace. I don't know if did you guys see Leave No I did Trace? Not see Leave no Trace with Ben Foster. Ben Foster. Is plays, she the daughter? Yeah. Oh, she was really young in that. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, it was several years ago. But uh, they're out in the woods and like they're like survivalists. Yeah, right? they're like on the lamb and and no one, you know. People are looking for them, and they're moving all the time. It is such a good movie, and uh, you know both their performances are excellent. In that so see that, but that's where I first saw her, and uh, she's she's excellent. And uh, and then Anya Taylor Joy. I mean, that's she's kind of a given at this point. Awesome, yeah. yeah. She she really draws you in, like that character. Which is, one wasn't? One of them wasn't old. Yeah, that's Thomas and Mackenzie. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, Thomas and Mackenzie was just in <gasps> old. Oh, and yeah, then, yeah, yeah. She's the sister in old. Yeah, yeah. she's gonna be in something. I mean, she's getting a lot of work because I mean, she's Makes her sense. early stuff was Jojo Ra- like, Jojo Rabbit. If you haven't seen it, is ooh, sure, it is stellar. But she those, is stellar. Yeah, those two, th- I mean, are really the two leads of this movie, and uh, Thomas and Mackenzie even more so. And man, I mean, this movie lives and dies on yeah. her. I mean her performance and she is going through a lot of stuff. Yeah. And and she grabs you right from the moment when this movie opens, you know, and uh, oh and the soundtrack. You can't I, I mean, mean that's the other star <laughs> of an Edgar Wright movie like James Gunn is I was going to you know as I'm watching that I was going to bring that up is like when we had that conversation about James Gunn we kind of forgot about Edgar yeah. Wright because we hasn't I mean we haven't seen him since Baby Driver. Well, this has been a long time since his last movie, but yeah. but he just he like James also, Gunn, they've got the same they love music yeah. and they pull things that aren't so on the nose and they're deep, you know, deep cuts and hits that you wouldn't necessarily realize, but his soundtrack for this movie sets the tone Big time. of the 60s so well. Yeah. And and it's like big song like really good song and big song after big song like they he loaded this thing with music like yeah and songs that i don't like uh, sometimes uh, a james gunn or a quentin tarantino like that is built into his budget right like right. There's, a, there's a music budget right and to me edgar wright is able to pick i i think of like uh in Shaun of the Dead, when they pick "Don't Stop Me Now," mm-hmm. which is like no, it's it's definitely not one of Queen's bigger songs, right. but it like in that like it works yeah. it, there. I love that song though. It's a great song, but like it's not one you hear on the radio all that often. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's not one that gets played. That's regularly. a great going out song. I remember when it's I was younger, song. and I you know it's like that was like you're going out on Friday night. It's like yeah. that, that gets you amped up. It's, it's a good. Just, I love that. Really, I wonder if maybe it's a bigger hit. In the UK, oh, maybe. there's a lot of songs that you know are like that. Yeah. That like that's a good point. Might not be big hits here, but there were big hits there. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, like, I just think that that's not as expensive as trying to get. Yeah, Bohemian Rhapsody. But, you know, when yeah. you when it, when this movie starts off, and I I talked about this. I think I talked about this with Donald Sutherland. No, Donald it? Sutherland. Yeah. Well, 
you remember which one that is, right? He's not the guy in Halloween. Oh, that's Donald Pleasance. Yeah. Yeah. That, I, man, I felt bad about that. I could not keep it together. Yeah, I, I <laughs> talked about this on our um, Invasion of the Body Snatchers episode with Donald Sutherland, an introdu- introduction to characters. I love it when a movie throws you in and introduces you to the character without it just being this like plain thing with a bunch of exposition. Okay, that's what this character is doing. This movie starts off with Ellie mm-hmm. dancing around her room in a paper dress she's made. So clearly you're like, okay, she's a clothes, clothing designer. She makes her own dresses. She's made this doesn't have a lot of money. This beautiful dress out of newspaper. Yeah, it doesn't have a lot of money. She's fun. She's bubbly. Her personality. Like, I just love how this movie throws you into it. You've got the great music. And right there, you're, you're on the ground running like, okay, this character's cool. I like her. I relate to her. It, you know, and, and the way he introduces her is really fun. And also, you get his style, his, you know, his style and his flair. Mm-hmm. But then after the at like the end of this song when she's getting ready and and packing her stuff and all that which also shows you she's like getting ready to move and all this but then she sees her mom in the mirror which i thought was a very creepy like so that's the thing is i think edgar there's a lot of like mirror work in Mm -hmm. this movie Mm -hmm. and i think it's insanely impressive yeah like the stuff with the two of them like when when she's walking down the steps makes oh like that is when you were like that's some next level stuff yeah and yeah, I only it, wish there was more later because I was so impressed with it there. I think of the scene where uh, Sadie, Sandy, 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 who is Sandy, the, <laughs> Sandy, where she's the other character, Anya Taylor-Joy. There's a, there's the scene where they're in a booth, right? And yeah. Um, and she's banging on the Well, not even that, but mirror. like they're moving together, yeah. which I think is probably not the mm. easiest thing to yeah. get right. But on the other end, you've got the the other character who doesn't have like yeah. it's just a regular mirror for that guy. I was like, man, that is I cannot even imagine. I know how like, they did it. Trying like, he to has figure a mirror, that out, but she has I guess glass or something because she's banging on the other side of what is supposed to be a mirror. But or is she even really there? Is it that's CGI? The, but, right? I don't, but it looks I don't know. so seamless. But it does look that, yeah. Right. And, and when they were dancing, it looked really good too. Yeah, that was when it kept so, yeah. toggling back and forth. That's that was the, insanely good. That's the thing is that there's so much different work with mirror and switching the characters back and forth, and it looks so seamless. Yeah, and that's where I mean Edgar Wright. He I still think he has the most interesting and seamless transitions of all time in any movie i've never seen a movie do it better than scott pilgrim versus the world uh, so those scene transitions yeah. are next level have, have you seen that and have you seen it lately i haven't seen it lately oh, but, okay man. but the way he goes between scenes is incredible and it, next time you watch it and it's a great movie you should watch it every once in a while but next time you get a chance to watch that movie just watch if you didn't notice it before every time it goes from one like location to another the transitions they all move with the movie. Like it's, it's not just a cut. It's not, you know, it, it's like the scene and the objects in the movie move into the next location. Yeah. You, it doesn't you throughout sit, the entire film. If you go back and watch Shaun of the dead, he's doing it there too. Yeah. Right. Like there's cars that move with him or, yeah. you know, the character, but you That's were good at, too, but Scott Pilgrim and he's fi- he figured it out yeah. by Scott Pilgrim. Like he has that, yeah. whatever, whatever that is, he's figured it yeah. out. It's legit. Yeah. That could be it. Yeah. But, and then plus, and that's a comic book movie. Very you know, much right? so. And so well, the, and that's the thing is we're so used to comic book movies looking a certain way yeah. where Scott Pilgrim looks like the comic. Yeah. Right. Like that's that's an amazing. He brought Brian the comic O'Halloran. to life. Is Brian O'Halloran? Brian Lee O'Malley. So. Brian yeah. Lee O'Malley. Uh, <laughs> Brian O'Malley. Bri- the guy he from wasn't Clerks. there that day. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah, right. No, uh, Brian Lee O'Malley has that, that those Scott Pilgrim books have a certain look. Yeah. And 
it's one of those things where it's like, well, you're just going to make a comic, you know, like an adaptation. Yeah. But Edgar Wright was taking like scenes and pages mm. and putting, yeah. making them work on screen. It which is insane. Those things don't always translate well, like or exactly. But he got the feel and the look of that movie while still doing a live action movie. Yeah. But he translated it perfectly. Yeah. So the point is Edgar Wright is great at those visuals. And so you get that throughout the film where you're just like, man, this guy really knows how to make a movie look especially in the first two thirds. But I like how you get that introduction to Ellie and then you're, it, you get stopped in your tracks when you see something's something's off here yeah. and you see her mother in the mirror. And yeah, I mean, characters can like, if they've lost a loved one, they can see them or think of them, but there's something about the way, like the music stops and it's more ominous mm-hmm. and you're like, mm-hmm. hmm, this is going to be, something. well, it's a, he, he kind of does that. I know we're going to, we're probably just going to keep referencing his other movies, mm-hmm. but that's what he, sure. if you go back and watch Shaun of the dead, mm-hmm. that those opening credits, are every character that they that he focus on focuses on is a character that we come back to see mm-hmm. as a zombie later, right. right? Like you get the Mary in the, the as the checker, and then that's the mm-hmm. the first zombie we encounter. It just so it's like you get that all the time. Uh, but he also he does have this knack for like uncomfortable horror. So that scene when she's walking by the mirror and we see it stops and there's this other person in the mirror, you're like, whoa. Yeah. And then, and then when she as the moves, movie, yeah, but then she's not in the mirror. Like the way he does it, it's, it's really interesting because she's there. And then I think if I remember correctly, it's been like a week since I've seen this movie, but she, her, Ellie's body, she, she crosses gets, the mirror. She, she crosses the mirror mm-hmm. and, it, and she vanishes. Yes. Her mother's you know, image yes. vanishes. So it's not like you just cut back and she's not there what she is and then it transitions away. Right. And so, right. you know, it sets up that this is something obviously she's only seeing this and there's something kind of haunting about this. And, you know, and later on we find out. So, like, she lost her mother. She Her mother died. And when she was like seven. Yeah. And, and it was like the pressures of moving to the big city. And so in this next scene, she's talking to her grandmother and the grandmother's kind of weary, like, so it's a big transition from from where we live, and 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 you know, and it was too much for your mother to handle. So we find is that out. do they say that is like it was the mom had like a mental break, and that's what happened. I believe so. Yeah. Okay, okay, I wasn't sure. Like they definitely and she killed herself, right? Yes, that's yeah, she killed herself, and I got the feeling that the that the daughter had had some. That's what I th- and so like that. That's my issue with the film. Yeah. is is I feel like they set it up to be that she's having some sort of psychotic episode and then they it, and, do. and then they they steer into like no it's all supernatural and i'm just like that's to me when your the answer to your mystery is like supernatural that feels like a cheat like if you start out with the premise of your movie is about supernatural right like if 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 i go into the exorcist i know from the jump that i'm seeing a supernatural movie sure. and so i go along for the ride even though i don't believe in that stuff right and but when but if you show me a movie, uh, you know, about this kid who has mental issues and, you know, I don't know, for some reason, movie that I think of is that uh, we need to talk about Kevin. I mean, that's a good yeah. call. And if you get to the end of the movie and you're like, oh, but he was possessed, was, right. you'd be like, <laughs> F this movie. And you lost everything that you were just trying to say about well, sure. it. Right. I, sure, that makes sense. And I think that's why it loses me, too, because you get all yeah. the ghosts and stuff. I think that's yeah. part of what I'm trying to... If they had set it up to where she has this sort of connection to, to the supernatural, not that maybe it's a mental disorder, right, it's a legit connection, and now she's in this world, and she's in this room where all these people have died, and and of course that's gonna like just peg her and ghost ghostometer in the red, sure, right? Yeah. 
then I'd be like, oh, okay, I think I would have been on board for this movie in a way that I'm not. Overall, it's a good movie, and I enjoyed the ride. It's the central conceit of the film. I like. I, I felt a little lied to, right? Like, the whole time, I'm trying to figure out what's going on, and if it was just like, oh, ghosts. I'm like, oh, well, if I knew I was seeing a ghost story... Like then, there's That's, not a there's not a puzzle to unravel. It's just ghosts. Okay. Yeah. But but instead, they're like, oh, it's mental illness. No, it's ghosts. But then it's not just ghosts, right? Then it's something else completely. So you get like these three different. To your point, yeah, you've got a story where it's like maybe she is having a mental break right. because she's over. You know, uh, maybe it is these ghosts. But then they get to the real part of the story, and you're like, wait. But I think so. I think that. <laughs> It, and this is the problem where it's this is the stuff that doesn't get executed as well as you would hope is that he's leaning on the mental break as the um, almost like a red herring. It's like right. he's, he's doing it. So the audience is like, is she really seeing this stuff or sure. is she having a mental break? Right. And it ends up that obviously this stuff was really happening. So it is a supernatural thing. But or it could just, it be both. Well, yeah, but then that's the thing is it's messy. It's just it's too much. Like they don't they don't follow the threads of the mental health thing enough. Like they drop it and they're like it's ghosts. Like the time. I like point. yeah. Like I think it would have been like I feel like this script needed like one more draft. Yeah, you know? something to connect the two because and, there's no piece in between mental right, break and, and ghosts. It's I just, I think maybe a way to play it and still get largely the same movie is if they're if they had played it more like she has this supernatural ability that she's interpreting as a psychotic break, uh, right? Like she thinks this is a mental illness issue and it's not, right? And, and everyone else around her and everyone it is. because uh, obviously, yeah, because no one's gonna in, believe in the, that she's gonna be like, ghosts. oh, you probably see ghosts. But, but that's, that's the but that's basically what they're doing. That's the problem is there's no connective tissue right. to where they say that or yeah. write or spell it out for the audience or the characters because and I don't that's what they're that doing. They the granny, the gram is like, are you okay? What's happening? And she's thinking this girl's having Does a she, mental break. Right. Did she say? She definitely said at one point, like, are you still seeing her? Yeah. Right. But does she ever make a reference to like that that her mom kind of had the same thing? Like that there was like there was a similar. I well, that's what makes you wonder is did yeah. the mom have the ability to see ghosts that's how, and stuff because that was and that's how I was interpreting that yeah. the mom had a similar had the same whatever's going on with the daughter the, the mom had the same, same. The yeah the shinning yeah you want to get sued no I said the shinning <laughs> yeah, right. that's why I said it but that, see that's the thing that's, hey, that's where the there's, it just needed that connective tissue because I think that's a much more interesting story is that the mom had a mental break and it was too much for it and she ended up killing herself and then now the daughter also inherited this and it's like oh come to find out it wasn't mental illness she had this supernatural ability right. latent ability and, and you know what I mean to investigate it more like that but they never even go back to like her uh figuring that out or to say like this is what my mom had like you know what i mean right. so i think that yeah. there's something missing there be- uh, so so anyway so she packs her bags packs her bags heads heads, 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 yeah, <laughs> heads to the big city uh she has gotten into this i guess i assume this prestigious mm-hmm. uh like london school of, fashion, school of fashion she she meets her you know she's very homely she's dressed very conservatively she meets her i don't think she's homely yeah, I, would say I think homely. She's, she's just well, I mean, she's like from the country. Uh, she's from, yeah, yeah, she's the big city is country not her, bumpkin moving to the yes. That's yeah. I don't homely. Homely is not you know what I <laughs> she's mean. She's quite lovely. She is quite lovely. Yeah. Uh, so she meets her her new roommate Jacosta because oh, 
Man, did she do a good job she playing was great. A, a B with a capital yeah. oh, yeah. B. Oh, yeah. She was yeah. fantastic. If you didn't hate her. Oh. Um, she, you know, backward comments. She's like, oh, no, you know. Uh, Backhanded compliments. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Where where Ellie's like, oh, I made this myself. And yeah. she was like, oh. Oh, isn't she sweet? Here we are in our designer dresses. <laughs> and she comes in something she made herself. She made herself. And, her, yeah. of course, the other people are. They're mean she's girls. The, she's the top. Yeah. Jacosta's the top dog. They're and, straight out of me. Like, yes. these are the mean girls. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, so, and. Ellie doesn't fit in well, yeah. you know. Um, there's the the scene where they're talking about Ellie's mom dying, and she was like, oh, "I was seven, and then Jacosta's like, "Well, I had a great uncle that died, and it really." Oh, she's like, "My me. mom died too," and she's like, "My mom," and then but then Ellie's mom died younger, right? And then right. She's like, "Oh," and then when she found out her mom committed suicide, and then she's like, "Oh, I had an uncle committed suicide." Yeah, she's very, very. I, I, if you caught a fish this big, she caught a yeah. fish yes. this big. And, and I mean, so to their credit, like, see the writing of that, I think is fantastic yeah. to yeah. show how horrible Jacosta is. Like that kind of thing, those character traits they're writing, yes, make you hate that yes. character because yeah. because you like Ellie, and again, since the beginning, she's so she seems like such a sweet, wholesome, nice person and, and good person. And then you get her set up with this roommate who's awful and they, and she just keeps digging the in worse, the whor- worse, worse and worse. And so they, so like their first night there, they, they have, they, they go out, they, they go a big out. party. Yeah. They go and to the two can, which I was like, man, if I were still drinking, that bar would be my <laughs> spot. I, like the basement of that bar yeah. all day. But that looked great. But instantly she realizes the big city is this like is not for her. way too much. Yeah. For her. This is not, not her, not yet at least. So, she uh they get back home and and Ellie is kind of like under the covers and she's got her very prominently uh placed Beats headphones that we see all the time. Yeah. Uh and then of course Jacosta busts in with a, with a boy and they start, you know, doing what you do and then uh Ellie has to like <laughs> walk out of the room covered with her big comforter and like leans up against the wall. Uh, and then she just kind of like the story progresses and Ellie quickly realizes that this is not going to work she out. She meets this guy that, that seems nice, like a yeah, more genuine yeah. guy who, you know, who we but find she's out also that. not interested in. Yeah. Well, initially. she's smart though. Like, so we, we skipped over when Ellie gets to the big city, she's immediately dropped in and meeting these men. You know what? Are, I, oh yes, you're absolutely right. And it's, I, I was going to mention that is that there's this weird foreshadowing as to what we're going to get going yeah. forward, where she does meet that, which is like, obviously super, very on purpose. Yes. she moves to the big city, meets and the creepy cabbie. You got to be careful of people, whatever, blah blah blah. And then yeah, she's thrown right into it. The cabbie's like, "Where do you live? Oh, I'm sure I'll see a lot of you." And she's already feeling. And when he says, like, yeah, "Are you a like, model?" Ugh. He's looking at her legs in the mirror. So I mean, instantly she's she realizes how creepy people can be, and she's nervous. And and, and the horror elements. I have to say, it reminded me of just that one scene in eighth grade in the back of the car. Yeah, you oh, know what I mean. Like where totally. you one of the most terrifying scenes especially of because year. of that movie like you honestly have no clue like most movies you're like they're not gonna go there yeah. but this movie i was like oh they might go there. they might go there but yeah yeah so like it reminded me of how much anxiety i had just during that one scene but ellie has a lot of scenes in this movie where uh, edgar wright ramps up the tension and the, like this is one of the most anxiety inducing movies I i've watched in a agree. while he plays agree. up those thriller elements and i mean it really had me like she's also got like a very express a very expressive face like she and her eyes yeah. she's able to do things with her eyes that i think are t- that ramp that up even more mm. she's got very big eyes yeah. when she wants to yeah. have them she's and like a anime character she really is <laughs> yeah. and like when she does 
when she's seeing certain things, like that scene where she's like peeking around the corner. Yeah, yeah to see if the you know that's a good point gone. that I hadn't thought about. So much of this movie lies in her ability to look at something and mm-hmm. react. Yeah, you know that's what I, mean? what I mean. Like her performance in this movie, she it really does land on like can she deliver and she does like, oh she yeah. is phenomenal big time but so she's real so she's in the big city she's seeing all these people and these men who are creepy and obviously uh and then she like she sees um it's a character's uh, name terrence stamp outside the the bar general zod he's still, awesome he's, he's awesome. great he I, has honestly i forgot that he was like around yeah. And then he walks out of the bar. And I was like, "Is it?" I know. Is I, it I said, is that, I, "I did the same thing." I'm like, "Terrence Stamp is in this movie. He's awesome." But he's so commanding. His presence, just the looks he gives, you're just like, yeah. "God, he has that like you know that thing." And so anyway, so she's seeing all these men, and she's weary of him. But you know, at the party that like they they went out all night, and then they brought all these people back and had a huge party in their dorm. But then she meets this guy, uh, and and he is John. I think is John. his name. Yep. Uh, and he's played by one of the guys in Attack the Block. Yeah. Yeah. You'd recognize him, uh, Michael. Aho, uh, I think. Oh, no need for name calling. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, well, that's it, been a sequel, right? Yeah, it yeah, is good yeah. for them. So, so you you know you notice like so okay, this guy seems like he's nice and has good intentions. We find out he's a classmate, and then that develops into a relationship that we'll see later on. But it's like okay, this guy's good. And it's a cute cute moment where he's holding this coke, and she bought it from the convenience store after the taxi driver incident. Put her name and, on the well, fridge no, Jacosta, 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 Yeah, well, she opens, uh, which I thought was another great scene where Jacosta. Oh, or she opens the Ellie opens the fridge, and everything, everything is labeled. Yeah, like almond like, milk. Oh, here's and a Greek little yogurt. spot for yours, and she writes her name on it. But then the guy drinking a coke and is like oh crap this is yours isn't it and she's like, she was like finish it. it yeah yeah and uh, anyway so it's a nice little moment between them and you can see he's genuine and whatever he's like all right see you later but <laughs> uh, but yeah she's like i'm not doing this no right so so, so she she, I think she wakes up late for school the next day because right. she was up all night with all this noise and ruckus yeah uh and, and she finds a, a, a thing on the ground walking chairs. through like ruckus. the commons of ruckus <laughs> yeah. yeah walking like the commons and she finds like you said like a little notice you know and she picks it up and she calls and this apartment woman for rent women only women only you know um and, and it's that's not... where we find out this is a bosom buddies reboot <laughs> <laughs> <Ooh>. yeah <laughs> unfortunately r.i.p to peter scolari yeah. that yeah. just passed away also on new heart that's right that's maybe right. the most successful show to get a soft reboot and live oh that's probably makes sense if you look at season one it looks not similar at all they like do a complete gutting of that mm. show between seasons one and season two and figure have to it rethink out. it and then they figure it out and it lasts for like another seven years Man, that's crazy yeah good it's for like, them it's like the office situation like that the office first season canceled yeah, that yeah. First season. but like and, and the office definitely made some corrections yeah. but like they like just like went it's through like and different red line <laughs> characters <laughs> they're like we're getting rid of you we're getting rid of you we're getting rid of you we're bringing okay. in these people like it's like they i mean almost recast the we're entire gonna call it the same thing like it comes back different. and like the only characters you basically have left are bob newhart and his wife <laughs> <laughs> everybody else is different yeah yeah so she goes and we this is where we meet uh Diana Rigg, which is her last yeah. performance. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Yeah, I didn't realize she was in this movie. I didn't realize it either. Yeah. I'm like, whoa. Um, and I think it's great casting for the reveal later. I just yeah. think the she, casting Because is she's so on. good. And she's so good, but I mean, I'm just saying, like, look-wise, it's just... I was catching on to things because of the look, where I'm just like, well, she kind of looks like the She same. does kind of. I think it's good casting. I think it mm-hmm. was... It, we didn't... Well, okay, we'll, we'll do that later. Yeah. Uh, and she says, she's like, I've had people leave before, so I need... 
this X amount of money here, X amount she's of money no here. She's no nonsense. She is she's very no, no nonsense. nonsense landlord. You're home by eight. No boys after eight. You know, whatever. Yeah. You know, they just the rules. No, are, there's, yeah, no the curfew, rule. but like no boys out upstairs. No boys after, after eight. eight. <laughs> you know, she's you know, I want the rent up front. This, that, this. Is this going to be too much for you? Because these are the rules. She's, she's like, like nope, no, if you like in. the D, you got to be done by seven forty-five. Forty-five, and you got to go. Yeah, got to give it time. Coming over after eight. Yeah, Mark Dukakis is not coming over. Giving him time to clean up. That's right. You know, got nice. Oh, quick, quick callback. I looked it up. Uh, Don't Stop Me Now went to 86 in America, but it went to nine. There in we go. The UK. That makes total sense. Well, we we did them wrong because it's a that's great a, song. That, that should have been song. way yeah. higher. Uh, so, and she agrees, right? Like, this is everything. She is way into, like, 1960s London, and this apartment is very 1960s. So she listens. It's the, old The grandmother school. gave her all her records. So if you're wondering, like, okay, this is a modern movie. Why does she like all these 60s music? Yeah, because, like, even the mom should have been, like, right. in the 70s My and 80s. Age. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so so the, they show you. I mean, they explain it right up front. The, she's like, the grand's like, you can take all these records. She's like, no, they're yours. She's like, nope. And, and I like it. It's a cute line where she says something like, no. She's like, I got you hooked on them, so to take them away wouldn't be right. You right, know? right. So it explains why she loves this era so much. It for you know being the age that she is because uh, that would have been uh you know 60 years later like yeah that's a oh yeah really, big time yeah um but anyway so she she loves the the old old timey the era of london in the 60s she's listening to the music and here's where we get our first like supernaturally twisty type thing where yeah. you know like, she goes she, she turns on a record goes to bed uh and then wakes up in 1960s yeah. London, and, and it's I a gotta, cool transition too. Though, because a, she, she pulls the sheet over her head. That was very cool. And the sheet is ne- never ending; like right. it's like a tunnel. Right. So she goes, but then she comes out. She's at the other end. Yes, it's really cool yes. transition. She's at the end of the tunnel, but then she's at right next to the camera at the end of the tunnel. It's a very cool. And move. She gets out of bed, and and there's this light. She there's some. Do you remember what the light said? There was something about I don't well, know. What I mean, she walks. She walks out to a theater and it's playing Thunderball. No, no but the, the flashing light. There's a mark. Oh, not it's a, a bistro. bistro. It says okay. bistro. Oh, that's it's red. It and, it's red and blue. Yeah. It's so it flashes. You know. And so this is also we talked about with Malignant the Giallo. There's this a lot. Is Edgar Wright's Giallo. A little film, bit. A little bit. Yeah. With the red lighting. You know. Yes. I mean, that's he lights a lot of it in red. And there's this big red flashing light outside her room, which that would be annoying trying to go to bed. I mean, if a you're fluorescent, pre- yeah, like outside. right outside. Yeah, I was but like, it, pull those curtains. Yeah, it makes a really cool, <laughs> really cool imagery. But anyway, so she wakes up, goes downstairs, and yeah, and there it is, Thunderball. Thunderball, which, man, I saw that poster. I was like, yeah. That was cool. Oh, was I so read, good. I didn't read the article, but I saw the headline that I guess Quentin Tarantino and somebody else stepped in to help him get the rights to use that poster. Is that right? Yeah. They, they were are, like, they, are they buddies? Well, Quentin Tarantino introduced him to the song Last Night in Soho. That's how he even discovered it. Oh, really? Oh. The reason why it's called Last Night in Soho is Quentin Tarantino introduced him. And then and then Tarantino's like, well, if you're going to use this, you really have to thank the person <laughs> that introduced me to it. And so he put her name in the thank yous, too. Okay. And she was like okay. ecstatic about it. Because he's been doing the podcast circuit, which I always love when people... That's he, fun. He was on Comedy Bang Bang. Was he really? Yeah. Okay. Talking okay. to Scott about this stuff. And so anyway, so he thanked Tarantino and then thank this other person that told no, him. No, they seem like they would be buddies. Yeah. They're kind of like two peas 
in a separate pod, yeah. right? Like their movies, flip kind sides of the same, flip coin, sides of the same I coin. Think I think is probably yeah. a much better yeah. with the yeah. music and the film influences and Lots stuff of like the film that. Influ- yeah. And and still, like I mean, I know that Tarantino isn't as much comedy, but he has his moments where, like, the, I think there's some comedy, the comedy yeah. moments that are obviously very understated in his yes. movies. But there's some very funny stuff that he does. Yeah, but, but yeah, yeah, so she wakes up in 1960s London. The cars, ever the I cars, mean, the styles, everything, like the music, costuming, the set designer. This was this should probably be nominated for something. Yeah, I mean, I again, can't be. visually and on a technical level, this movie is aces. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, a great big time. Movie. But this scene, this is, I think, my favorite scene in the entire movie. What? I think I wish we got more like this. It's just the whole thing of her going into the club, oh, sure, and then walking walking down the hallway, and then seeing Sandy, Sandy. in the mirror, yeah, played by Anya Taylor Joy, who's mesmerizing, sure, in her own right. I mean, she talk about an anime character. I think she's the yeah. one that has the <laughs> eyes that was she like Amanda Seyfried has the eyes, right? That are so unique, and it, she was in Split. She was the one that was in Split. She was yeah. in that X Men stuff. She was oh, in, she was in New Mutants. She was in New what Mutants. What was the one where she was like the alien? Oh, she was an alien. Is it? Uh, I don't know. My stepmother is an alien. No, that's Kim oh. Basinger. I Anna. think. I don't remember. She's Plan in nine some, from outer space. Yes, that was it. <laughs> yeah, uh, she's in something like you know. Okay, the one but, with the one with uh, it's a Blumhouse movie. Oh okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Halloween. Yeah, nope. that was it. <laughs> yeah, she, <laughs> she plays, plays Michael Mike Myers. Myers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so <laughs> Mike Myers. My, no, did I say Michael? He. Oh, Mike Myers is the <laughs> which is the mask from Baby Driver. <laughs> yeah. See. Exactly. It's all coming full circle. That's right. That's right. But she she's mesmerizing and is so cool in this in this role and especially in this scene when so Ellie is is this wholesome sweet country character you know innocent right i think you'd say she's very innocent a little naive right and then so she goes and she sees the life of sandy and sandy is confident and beautiful and the way that her body language the way that sandy moves and acts so confident and everything is like everything that ellie wants and she wants to be confident and she gets to live vicariously through this other character this yes and i think she plays this this cool confident boss gets what she wants lady she walks into that place like she owns it goes walks right down the staircase they flip spots again seamlessly which is where, very cool yeah she that uh, mirror work is amazing i know she touches the mirror but she does it in the way they do throughout the film with that little flick yeah cool. yeah and then and then it cuts back from the mirror of anya taylor joy and then it pans back and anya taylor joy's out of the mirror right the next time they cut back ellie's in the mirror she walks on the staircase and they mirror that with the two actors going down yeah and she walks in that club like she talks to the bartender i want to talk to the owner she's uh, she aspiring. blows right past that creepy oh, old and guy then, yeah we get we get into yeah we've got creepy old guys again which is follows throughout the movie these men which also to, like men in the 60s well men in general i guess like, but like <laughs> in the 60s it would have been worse and not only would it have yeah. been worse but these men in the 60s were really grew up in the 40s right you know what i mean yeah. so it's yes. like you, it's, it's even worse it's yeah yeah but and yeah the, like i said in my written review i'm like it, this movie really shows how especially in that time period that men would use and abuse women like yeah. like complete objects right and oh i get what you want you what you want you we, know just you gotta do this, this. And, yeah and so it's really creepy she you know pushes him aside walks up there like i want to talk to the owner i'm an aspiring you know singer i yep. want to sing at your club you know and this is where we meet Matt Smith. Matt Smith. Who, man, talk about creepy he, dudes. This character, I mean, he plays so, this character so well. Yeah. He is so charming. Because, yeah, he's so from, from Jump Street. Mm-hmm. Right. And you're like, okay. Like, I could see, like, him being, in, I, I get him being infatuated with yeah. her. Like, she is unlike any, any she is, they've, they've got her dressed 
unlike any other woman in the club, right? Mm-hmm. She's wearing this bright pink, like flowing uh, '60s yeah. style dress. Yeah. No, but no like other a movie woman. Star. She walks in like she owns the place. Got, looks like a movie star bright, with the wind blowing in her hair. Well, you know, the, like just bright like, blonde hair, yeah. which you, you know, long blonde hair. Yeah. So like they've already singled her out mm-hmm. in this club, and it makes sense that Matt Smith's character, uh, Jake. Yeah, Jake. Jake uh, would be taken with her, like uh, walks away from another woman to go talk to her. And I think this is smart casting because he's so charming and charismatic. Yeah, you need somebody that can toggle. That flip. Have we seen him play a good guy yet? Doctor Uh, Who. I mean, besides Doctor Who. (laughs) That's it. I guess you can't get much more. But man, when they flip the switch, it really just pulls the rug out from under you because yeah. you want to like this character You're like this is charming what a meet cute and what do right. they go on this thing you know where you know they're dancing and then again the transitions between mm-hmm. the two of them mm-hmm. and then you know the old guy comes in like okay i want to dance with her and punches him in the face calls and her you know a, a, a i can't remember what slaughter or whatever you know calls her whatever mean things yeah and he punches him and then him and his friends chase them and it's this really exciting right like like something out of aladdin you know when kind yeah when aladdin and jasmine are running away it seems like it follows the same kind of thing and you're like wow these two are great and he's like, you need a manager if you're going to make it in this town. I can get you in places. And so they become a couple and also a, a manager, right. you know, whatever duo. And then um, Ellie and, wakes up. Yeah. Right? And so now, now she is, she's in, A, she's inspired. Mm-hmm. So and, and that comes through in her work, right? So she designs the dress that she sees uh, Sandy wearing. Mm-hmm. And like even the, the teacher's like, holy, like this is yeah. insanely good. Like this is really good. And this is like the time period she loves. She's this is the life she wants. She wants to live in right. the 60s and she finds out she has this kind of, you know, magic wardrobe that will <laughs> yeah. transport her when yeah, she goes exactly. to bed. Uh so she she is now infatuated with Sandy and not in like a weird, well, kind of in a weird way because she immediately goes out and dyes her hair blonde to look like Sandy. She buys the it's same. Like Sandy's her muse. Kind of, yeah. I was yeah. like single, she kind of single white female lit a little bit. <laughs> uh, but like, then she goes and buys like the leather jacket that Sandy was had bought. And I do like where the gal was like $325 and she was like, what? Yeah, <laughs> those are pounds. Those are <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, so that yeah, was pounds. Yeah, yeah so it, yeah, that's like probably more like five or $600. Yeah. 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 Uh, and she was like, all right. And then, and then, and she then goes, it flashes to the bar where they went like, you know, I need right. a job. And I do love, like, I love, those were the kind of bars that I loved, right? We're just like the I didn't need to. I just wanted a bar, a stool, yeah. and like that's it. That's all I needed. Yeah, and Dukakis and Dukakis yeah. is sitting next to me. I, yeah. I like I would, this. I would prefer it. It's yeah. it's a very no nonsense little hole in the wall pub. And I love the I, the Irish guy where he's like, "Are you Irish?" And she was like, "No." He's like, "Well, too bad." It's like, <laughs> and she was like, "What?" He's like, "I'm just kidding. Go downstairs." Yeah. And you know, and this lady that works there, she's just like, "What do you want?" And she's like, "I need <laughs> a, a job. job." And she's like, "Can you pour a beer?" And she's <laughs> like, "No." That's <laughs> <laughs> very funny. I like the dialogue and the yeah. banter between them. But then, like the next day, she wants but, to get to but oh. but Terrence Stamp is at the bar. Yeah. So immediately, I'm like, oh. It's Jake, right? Like that's, that's what where they I want thought. You to think. That's yeah. exactly what they want. You to think. Yeah. I mean, as the movie goes on, that's what they he, want. Because I think that that that's also really good casting. Because I could see mm-hmm. Terrence Stamp looking. Uh, unfortunately, I know we know what Terrence Stamp looked like when he was younger. Yeah. But Matt Smith does kind of resemble a, a younger version of this. And people get older, and then they have and your face changes. And, yeah, but your, the, with your, the beard and posture, stuff, it's like okay, but you could see it. But they so you, she saw him before. She sees him again. You're getting really weird vibes from this big guy. time weird vibes. And then she goes to bed like early, right? Isn't she trying well, to get the bed? Well, he as says possible? he was like, "Do I know you?" And she was like, "Do I know your mom?" And she was like, "No." Oh, this don't. is the almost get hit by the car. Yes, yeah. Where they're right. kind of going back and forth. Where now, like Watch this, the, ter- the, the Terrence Stamp character starts to like 
you know, she he hands her the picture that she had drawn mm-hmm. and like so and we'll find out later that Terrence Stamp knows people. You know yeah. what I mean? So um so she goes she rushes home and goes back to bed and this is where uh it picks up where Ellie like... is taken t- Matt sorry, John, Jake <laughs> Jingleheimer. <laughs> Schmidt. Yeah. Uh Jake takes Sandy to the Riviera Club. Mm-hmm. And, and you know she's like get up there and sing and she sings a, an Beautiful. amazing amazing rendition of downtown yeah just uh you know just no music or no anything. Just, acapella yeah. the whole the whole thing they're like you'd make a great hooker <laughs> yeah <laughs> i know that's kind of where, where it is. like I, I really like how what i mean this is the commentary and obviously this isn't good what they're doing but it shows you how these women of that time period would be set up yeah to like okay yeah you're going to get a job here and perform and well and they kind of slow walk you into it right like she's yeah. they put her in the chorus and she's already like feels demeaned being in the chorus she didn't think that's what they were telling right, her right but it's like okay this is a means to an end and people start in choruses that that's not unusual not unusual like at so all. they kind of like they you know they they kind of just slowly turn up the temperature on the water she's about to boil in yeah. right but, but like that's the thing is she auditions she does great and then they're both like oh my god yeah she's really something so she thinks she's going to show up at the club the next night and be a, a headlining act right nope She's a burlesque yeah. dancer. And I really liked the weird puppeting type. It was a cool, like, the costumes yep. and, and the look of it all. And, it, like, it was a really yeah, cool. Yeah, as soon as they showed the crowd, I was like, oh, this oh, isn't no. good. <laughs> it's all men. Right, right. Because the club that we had the first time, the first night, is a pretty good mix. It was a date night. It was club. a date night club. And this is a room full of men in chairs. There are no tables. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, that's not This right. is bad. Yeah. So, yeah. And then and from here, we find out it's bad news. Jake yeah. is really trying He's a pimp. to. Yeah. He, like I mean, basically what he is. And we see the guy from the club that he punched the night before. Is They're there. joking They're being with friendly, each other. So you're like, oh, this was a setup to get. I don't know if it was a setup as much as it was like mm. Jake trying to saying that I'm in charge of this. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. To me, asserting it, his dominance. To, but then, I don't. Do like, you think it was a work? I thought it was weird that he was so jovial. No, I agree. Yeah. I think he'd definitely be interpreted that way. It's also like, boy, that's a pretty convoluted plan. Yeah, to get punched in the face and to be like, what? oh, you, here's this girl that walks in. You be a jerk. And but I, it's a per, but it's a perfect setup. Yeah. He saved, he was her white knight. He saved yeah. her. Right. Right. And so if that was a setup, which I interpreted with them joking around, she like sees it or Ellie does from you because know, Ellie's on the wings you know or in the wings she's, she's not like, really in control but she's kind yeah. of i mean she's she's, she's in not sandy's seeing, body but she's not in control but i don't yeah i guess the way they show it i don't see it like she's in sandy's body it always looked like she's in the wings to yeah. me doesn't it look like ellie's kind of i don't know because they, they pivot to where like it goes from him dancing with sandy to him dancing with yeah. ellie so like they do kind of try to have their cake and eat it too right with, sometimes it's like a passenger yeah. in sandy's body yeah. yeah but a lot of times we see ellie like across the room right. watching sandy mm-hmm. so they do both they it's do, a little yeah yeah exactly um, so but so, what we see that she like you know we see ellie's watching jake and joking with the guy that he punched earlier and it's like this is a terrible situation this is bad and then from here on we it find out she introduces real, him to these guys bad. and he's like you know hey you can you're gonna leave with him and she's like what i'm because sorry no i'm not they're in a relationship like she she likes jake and she's not thinking that she's gonna be passed around he's right like, if you want things to get done if you know, this is what you do and that's it and like that that, that kind of becomes her life is she becomes a prostitute yeah. and like her her career never takes off um, she kind of gets into drugs and booze, trying to to dull things out. Um, and that's and it's heartbreaking. It's horrible. It is heartbreaking. You see how talented this woman is, and I think that 
you know, this is the kind of stuff that did happen in the 60s. For sure. To women. And well, I mean, I think it's probably still, still happening. Well, right, it's right, not of, in dance halls. Of course. Of course. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, in like hotel this. rooms. But, but the way they show it and in, in, in introduce you to these characters that you care about. And then you see what Sandy's going through and how talented she was and how she was ready to be a star and, and had what it took and everything. And then she was pushed into this life. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's horrible to, it's, to watch her go through. And, and to her credit, Anya Taylor-Joy's performance as well like big time watching her having to go through this stuff having yeah that's the thing is like her her character is so confident and so uh demand like you you're she's demanding that you look at her yeah and then by the time by like i don't know a halfway through this movie that light is kind of out she's broken she's broken that's hard to watch i think when we get to the line from a certain character where they were like, yeah, somebody did die in that room. Yeah. You know, and I was exactly. like, oh, that, yeah. that's a good line. It is, and it is heartbreaking. So, yeah, the, yeah, the performances by both of them, wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, so while all of this is going on in, in Sandy's world, Ellie's world is also starting to, like, crumble but not crumble, right? Like, she's... Because she's seeing what she, happened to this woman that was her, her muse, like Tom said. I mean, yeah. it, she was... Ellie's life was going great because she had this inspiration and she wanted to make it big as a fashion designer. Like Sandy was going to make it big as a performer and she's seeing all this that she loves. But now she watched this person that she cares about her life falling apart. Well, but then like, so she's still working, right? Like she's still going to work. She's still like the, the teacher is still infatuated, not infatuated, but like impressed with Mm -hmm. her, her skills. So she's this, this dress is starting to come together. Um, And then while, She's dreaming one night, like she what she perceives to be a murder. She thinks that that John or I'm sorry, Jack kills uh, Sandy because Sandy has refused to Jake, go along. Right? Jake, what did I say? Jack. You said Jack. Jake. Uh, Jingleheimer. Re- Schmidt. Hmm. Uh, refu- Sandy. Sandy has refused to go along with this anymore. And uh, Matt Smith's character said, "We're done." And and you see this scene that almost like Gone Girl, but it's very much <laughs> like know, Gone Girl, where there's blood, blood and a knife, and it's crazy, and it's lit by the the, the reds blink, and the, the blues, and the blues, yeah, and uh, yeah, that that this is that giallo lighting, yep. and and the, with the blood and everything, and it's gory, and, and that's the thing is we I we if you go back and watch Hot Fuzz and Shaun of the Dead, uh, Edgar Wright has a really good handle on gore, mm-hmm. right? He zombie violence, you know, and gore, and then there's some stuff in. Uh, I can only think of that scene with uh, Timothy Dalton with like the the the, uh, the steeple like going through yeah. the bottom of his chin. But he's like, oh, <laughs> like a very good scene. Um, so, yeah, there's a there is some gore here that is that in, is very good. Right. It's well done. It's but it is very gory. Blood is everywhere. She wakes up, goes to report. She's freaked out now because yeah. she's like, oh, my God, someone was murdered in this room. She goes down to the old lady. Right. The landlady. Miss Collins. Yeah. Yeah. And Miss Collins is like, nobody was murdered in there. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. I, you know, there's. She's, she's, she's like, there, I, there's a there's lot, been of a lot of girls that have yeah. been there. So I'm sure someone's bound to have died. These are old. Like, these so, are and old. she was like, somebody named Someone's Sand- died in every somebody room. Named and, Sandy. And yeah. the woman's like, ah, I mean, because, and she even says, she's like, I, when I bought the, I bought this place cheap. Like, mm-hmm. I, there's a lot of memories here. Like, I just can't, I'll never sell it. Blah, blah, blah. So she goes, uh, Ellie goes with the cops, and the cops are like, uh, you're bad crazy. Yeah. Well, you know? The guy like, is, and this is another, like, you know, believe women. I think this is another commentary that's on. That's a good point. You have a male and a female police officer. But in, the, in that cop's defense, 
Right, like that story comes in, and you're well, just like, I know. "Yeah, like it's I think the processing of it, it's if, the afterwards." If, stuff. Yeah. It's supposed to be a commentary on believe women. It's a bad one. Yeah, right. Like because the story because makes... it's like if I mean if if anyone male or female comes in and says, right. "I had a dream about a murder in the from 60s. sixty years ago," <laughs> I but I don't know who it was, and I don't know, uh, uh, but believe them. Like I'm sorry, but that's dumb and a waste yeah. of, and waste of resources of actual crimes they could be solving. Like within, was... the, within the context of this movie, of course, we're on her side, and we know we she's know, telling yeah. the truth, and blah blah blah. But in, but it's a bad com- it's a bad way to make the commentary because that if if I found out cops were believing stories like that, <laughs> I would be upset. <laughs> Right. Like no, I get it. When I was watching, it's not I'm Scully like, and Mulder. I get mad when I watch a Dateline, and then they're like, "So we called a psychic," and I was like, "I hope you didn't spend taxpayer money on that bull. Like that's not real." Yeah. Like, no, I was watching. Good. I'm like, "How are they supposed to believe this?" Even though we know she's telling right. the truth, or what right. seems very obvious. But you know, then afterwards, you, you she walks by the bathrooms, and the door opens, and the guys like, you know, making fun of her and saying she was crazy. And the the woman, the female officer, is like, "Hey." I, you know, hey, I, I, I know you're going through a hard time. Is there anything you need? Yeah, There's, like I read it less as the female cop believed the story but, as more just like was hey, like, what's up? Yourself. What's up yeah. with you? Right. Mm-hmm. And, right. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll look into this. Which that I think is yeah. what I appreciated because right. to your to your point, I, I don't think they need to believe stories like that without any evidence because it does sound crazy. But also not like send the person out. Good luck. Like that <laughs> yeah. was cool the way that she was like <laughs> needs hey, to be a yeah. little bit of follow up. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so Ellie realizing that the police aren't going to do anything, she takes it upon herself to try to find Sandy's last name. And while the, now she's starting to see these ghosts, these weird gray silhouetted men, but you can't and, and you assume that it is they are the ghosts of the men uh, who who abused and attacked Sandy. Mm-hmm. And they're now they're attacking Ellie. Because yeah. it's like the, the two worlds are starting to merge. They're starting she's to collide starting a little. To she's starting to see while she's waking while she's awake. She's. There's a name for it. I can't remember, but like she's seeing this stuff while she's awake so now. The ghosts all have like the lucid cr- dreams. I think that's but what that's it is. when you can more like you're aware that you're dreaming and you can control the dream. I was thinking it's like daydreaming, but that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that's just daydreaming. That's just daydreaming. Yeah. So, yeah. so we saw in her dream before we saw that Sandy is talking to these men. She keeps changing her name, right? You know, and I like how she gives each one a different name, and then there's one. Guy. There's one guy. There's one guy that's different than the others. So you can tell there's something going on. And he's like, "You're too good for this. You got to get out of this." And this is not going to end well for yeah. you. And he, I do like that. She's like, "What are you, a cop?" And he was like, "Doesn't matter." Yeah. Like just so you can get, tell there's a guy there that yeah is trying to figure something out with this whole ring of right. what's going on. She goes to the library and goes through all the microfiche yeah. and tries to find. And and this is another good little thing. Where she sees all of these reports of like, well, have we gotten to the Halloween thing yet? Is this? I think this is. I think this This is is where I I figured out what was up. This is where I had an idea, but I was like, because all the articles she was finding were about missing missing men. men. Yeah, yeah. There's a pastor, or there's a teacher, or there's all these different. I was like, oh, okay. Uh huh. I Uh see. I was like, oh, we didn't actually see her get like die Mm -hmm. in that flashback. We, you know, right. Which I think is like. we talk about being able to play along, and I think this led you along long enough mm-hmm. and left you all of the clues where it's like, I'm with you. 
I don't feel like it's a fatal flaw to the film if, you, if you start to piece it together here. Like, yeah. I, I feel like it's... No, it, there's yeah. a lot of good evidence dropped where it right. would, you would just skip over it, but then you start to think, oh, I think on a rewatch, when I was driving on the way here, I'm like, I think this is a film that really will benefit from a second I think viewing. so. Yeah. Uh, I'd like no, to watch it again and see all those. The Halloween party is before this. That's what I'm saying. We need yes. to mention, because that's a big thing. Yeah. So they go to this Halloween party, and now every time she falls asleep, she's going into this crazy, like abuse world yeah. so it's not as romanticized this is where the men start before. showing up is yeah and it's party. creepy and in, in the the ghosts of these these creepy men who are you know having their way with sandy and doing all this stuff they're like scratchy face to blur they're just gray this is a very all this is good and creepy it's the stuff in the third act i don't like but like i think the horror element's really good it's really scary and creepy yeah. and, and uh disconcerting but and, the problem is is she's been drugged Right. Like because you know what? The Halloween party is before the cops because the cops ask her, yeah. did had you been drinking? Yes. Had anybody slipped you anything? No, and, just, you know, and when she fly, it's like, no, it was it's, like, well, maybe. Yeah. Like, we right. don't know. For we sure. don't. We don't know. We right. just Costa just handed her an I empty know. drink. Right. So. And I think you're supposed to leave that open to. Well, did she? Did she not? You know. Right. Um, but. But so anyway, she doesn't want to go to sleep because all this creepy stuff's happening. She's being terrorized by these ghosts. And so she, the the kid from her class who she started to like, she has a friendship, but you can tell he likes her and they're getting along really well. Um, John. John. This is John. Yeah. Um, you know, she's like, come with me. Like, I, you know, I I'll, don't want to be asleep. I don't want to be asleep. And so, you know, they, they, they go out and they, they dress up together and have like a couple's yeah. costume and they leave there and they end up going back to the house, which we know there's that rule. I do, man, I got to tell you. When, <laughs> when she kind of gives him the go ahead that yeah. this is that they're gonna hook up, the look on his he's face, like, well, he's like, yeah. exactly right. That, that excitement was, and his, he was like, oh, oh, oh. And but I'm like, I'm like, shut up. The scariest part of this movie is the thought of the old landlady catching <laughs> yeah, that. Right. That was the most terrifying. Yes, because I'm like, she means business. So this is the scene where they're getting, or they're getting going. She has the vision of of Sandy being murdered. And she freaks out hardcore. Yeah. Here comes Mrs. Collins, who is, you know, she comes in and assumes. Open up. If she's banging on the door. Who's in there? No, right. you're not supposed to have men in there. And so, but like Sandy has pushed the guy, John, off of her. Yes. And she's freaking out. Yes. She is just so disturbed by this. And he's like, what's going on? What can I do? What can I, you know what I mean? And and then, uh, you know, Mrs. Collins busts in. Yes. Get out of here. Right. You're lucky I didn't kill I didn't you. kill you. And so this guy's And I got to tell you. Out on this on the rewatch you're like nah yeah I exactly i know it right. makes right so so then but this is i think the biggest well, i i love the look on the the kid's face because he's i mean it's never said but like you just know that he's just like oh man i'm a black guy in a white girl's room yeah. and she's and, freaking and out she's thinking and she and it looks like i'm raping her yes like and that is this is the most problematic thing with the entire movie i think the next day she shows up and he's just like, "Hey, I- I'm sorry about last night. Like, what happened?" Like, he brushes it off yeah. so quickly, and I get he's a nice guy. I get it, but like, she almost literally like got him killed or put right. in jail, and they just move right on. Well, yeah, it never comes up like it. it I am it, not. I'm not going to pretend to understand like his side of things, right? Like he's he's got that that character's going to have a different view on things, but I think the way I interpret it from this is like, he realized that Ellie didn't do that. Right. Like Ellie didn't call her or do it. Like, you know what I mean? Like Ellie, 
freaked out. Yeah, but, but like, but she invited him up to her room and then freaked out on him. Like, she's gonna get this guy killed or in trouble. Like, yeah, it's a problem. Like, I I get that he's a nice, sweet character, and yes, we know Ellie's a good person. Stuff's going on, but from his viewpoint, the way that they just act. Yeah, like, I th- I think it. If I I mean. I would think if I was him, I'd be like, you know what? Why don't you just out. stay over there? <laughs> exactly. The way that they the, the relationship is never in peril or troubled at all yeah. after that happened without even at least kind of talking about it or something. But sure. I will also say there are a lot of guys that'll eat a lot of Pecan? sandwiches if they think they're going to get there. Yeah. And, I don't know. Uh, yeah. I, I think it's just the circumstance. Something about it didn't feel right. I, I just think they breezed by it. Like, just, you know. Oh yeah, well that happened. Yeah, because he does come up to her the next day, like while she's going through the micro. Almost like it almost felt like, like hey, he was it, sorry for what happened. Like it just, I didn't well, like I think, the way that it. I think that he says he's, which is interesting, right? Because he says he's like, if I did something, because he has no idea. Yeah, I think he's, and I think this is human nature. He's trying to figure out, like, did I did, do something yeah. that made well, you react that way? I like, do think that because he doesn't know what's going on in her head. He just right. knows that she freaked out. I know in it, that moment, right? So him saying, if I did something that like freaked you out, I'm, I, I apologize. And she was like, you know, and then she says, it's not you. It, the, the, it's not you. It's me. Yeah, you know, um. But while they're while they're going, like Tom said, all of this microfiche about men going missing, and now all Things of these are starting to look microfiche. Yeah. Uh, they start all, popping up in the library. Yes, and I think this is a really great, this is another great <sighs> scene where where Ellie is like, "That's it, I'm done. Like I'm not playing this game." And she's like stalking through uh, the the library, Stacks. almost stabs. Jocasta. This yeah. scene, this is a whew, this is yeah. like holy this is a hard stopping moment when she takes these scissors and it looks like she's gonna stab a ghost guy. And we all know we're like, these are people. Right, yeah. right. She's seen ghosts, but we know there's people in this library, and she swings down the scissors and like the way that it's cut and with the sound and everything, it's such an impact. It, sound, moment. it sounds yeah. like it went into somebody. It's like boom, but so so John caught her arm right No, last. no, he catches the scissors. He grabs he's got a hold of the scissors. Mm, well, whatever it is, I I it, Regardless, it, he he stops them from going into Jacosta's eye. Yeah, like yeah. boom. It, it's a really imp- she freaks out. Jacosta freaks well, out. Yeah, yeah like, which makes person sense. just tried to kill me. Like I mean, she's a horrible person. But yeah, if someone almost stabs you and murders you, right, you're gonna freak out. Right. So she ends. Up, so finally, Ellie is gonna. She knows in Ellie's head that it's Terrence Stamp. Terrence Stamp is the one that killed. Sandy. She's putting the clues together and saying, "Okay." And everything's lying, especially for the for the viewer, is that everything's kind of lying up, right? Like, well, someone Terrence, even says that like he used he to was be a, a ladies' man. Yep, yeah. And so he's in the same area. She's thinking the connect. He said to her earlier, "Like I know a lot of girls." Or something. Do I know you? Like she's just starting to piece together. That it's got to be him, right? So she goes to the bar. She's supposed to be working, and of course, the the one bartender's like, "Where the flip have you been?" Yeah. She goes downstairs. There he is. Pours a, she's recording the conversation, pours him a beer, and and basically accuses him. And he's and like he's taken aback, and he was like, "What? No! Like I didn't kill Sandy." But he, he also doesn't flat out deny it. He does not at this deny point. it. So that's the thing where he's just like, he just is very flippant about it. Yeah, and he's like, "If you want to talk to talk to Alex, he mentions another name. Like, yeah, Alex killed her." And he was he's she, like, I knew Sandy. Everyone knew Sandy. Right. So he was aware of what was going oh, on. That's what I it is. I gotta tell you, it just clicked in my head. It yeah. was one of her other names. Alexander. Yes. Yeah. She was like, Alex- didn't even click till like, I'm till, Sandy. I'm Alexander. Didn't even click till I just I'm said Lexi. that yeah, yeah. in my head. That's Lexi. Yeah. 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 She can, yeah. The Terrence Stamp character walks outside. 
they're having a ba- they're screaming at each other back and forth, and Terrence Stamp ends up. They flip this scene from yeah. earlier in the movie. He Joe blacks she, it. He Joe blacks it. Yeah. yeah, where he gets hit by the by a cab, and the bartender's like, "Oh, that was Lenny. He used to be an old copper around here, and this is where we realize." The person that Sandy was talking to in the booth was trying to get her out of that life was Terrence Stamp. So he was a good guy, just very hardened by all the years of seeing this stuff. And to where he was like a copper in this district and he was trying to, you know, he's seen a lot. But, you know, the way he comes off is not super friendly, but he's seen some stuff. Right. So you're supposed to think, oh, he's like Smith. I like how the cop is played because he wants to help these girls, but he also doesn't have a very high opinion of these girls. Correct. Like, and which is, I think what a vice cop would turn into, especially one from that era. Yeah. But he's, because he's basically like, well, I mean, if that's what happened to her and that's, she was where she wanted to be. That's where she like, wanted what, to do. You know, like at some point there's only so much I can do. Like he's basically yeah. like, I had to sit down. She blew me off and thought she knew better. And she ended up strung out on drugs or stabbed because she's a hooker. Like whatevs. Like so the yeah, way, what more the could he the do? There's a yeah. lot of these people he's trying to help and save, and it's like I can't just follow right. one around. And right. it's like he tried. Nobody bats a thousand. Nope. Nope. Sorry, right. Sandy. So Sorry, Sandy. They find out he's dead, and she's like, "Oh my god! Now I killed the only good person <laughs> right. from these flashbacks. The guy that was trying, trying to help, to help people yeah. and, and probably Good-ish. did help. Ish. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> probably right, did right. help a lot of people throughout yeah. the years. Like I'm guessing. I he look did. at him like Abraham Lincoln, right? Like Abraham Lincoln, like wanted to end slavery. But he was still a racist, sure, right? Like, like, <laughs> like he was. I mean, when everybody goes on about you know abolition, like if you look at most of the abolitionists, like they were still pretty racist. <laughs> they were like, oh, I mean, they're not, they're they're not like white people, yeah. But we don't need to be like that. <laughs> like that was that was abolitionists, right? Like they like. <laughs> Like they were good for the period they were in. Sure. But if you look at them with a modern eye, like they're, they're still, still yeah, like they're not great. They're still problematic. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> uh, so this so is now she's being she's like, like no, chased she go- by these guys, right? They're popping. Yeah, up they're popping up, and she says, "That's it. I'm going home. Like I have reached my limit. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm done. I'm going home. Home. Like I'm leaving." Uh, she calls so- her Graham. Yeah, and Grand kind of says, "I'll get you in the morning." She's, she's like, like, "Nope, that's I'm, not gonna work." <laughs> so, I'll so John, right John, he's like, "I'll take you." She's like, "Can you give me the train station?" She's like, "No, I'll take you home." He's like, chasing I'll. after her because he chased her from the library, and he's like, "Ellie, you chased her whole movie." Yeah, he yeah. has been chasing her whole movie, <laughs> and she's like, "I'm uh, right here." I like how they like cross paths, and she's like, "Oh, here yeah, I here I am." So they go to get her stuff, and she goes to talk. Oh, and they got to go back to yeah, yeah. So she goes back to talk to Miss Collins, and Miss Collins is like, "Come on in," and she's like, "I'm so sorry, I have to go home." And she was like, oh, you know, you mentioned something about a girl dying up there. She's like, yeah, somebody did die in that room. And this well, is, of course, where, after she gave her a cup of tea. A cup of tea like, that also like that poison got out of her system real quick. They never reference. She gets she's like, oh, yeah, you're, you're going to they're like, you're going to off yourself from the tea. But then like and she's and and Ellie's acting like she's been poisoned and she's going to die. But she never gets in an ambulance. I, like she never. Yeah, the, the, that's the thing. <laughs> she's that running up odd, and down I stairs. Thought, I thought, oh well, she's gonna die, but they're still gonna somehow, like they get, do get that, her. That but, poison gets out of her system real quick. Yeah, I don't really know. Yeah, that was a little fishy. But unless the, but she the, just took like a sip. But the, but at this point, I had I was certain of yeah. what was going on, and she gives her a drink. I'm like, well, that's not gonna be good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so this is the reveal: is that Miss Collins is her real name is Alexandria Collins. Yeah. Well, especially when she goes, Oh, I took your mailbacks and I go look in the pile. I'm like, Oh, well it's yeah. male. Well, there yeah, we go. It's like Alexandra, Alexi, Lexi, right. it, you know, it's, right. it's all the names. She it's was all given. the names yeah. she was given. Uh, and it turns out that she wasn't murdered, 
but she was the murderer. Mm -hmm. So she would take these men back to her room. Uh, they would make a move, and then she would murder them and slaughter the them. Basically, she, well, she, I was thinking it's Eileen Warnos. Yeah, like that's who that is. Yeah. You know, uh, and she's burying them in the in the walls of the of the building. So right, so you, this is where we get a fucking amazing scene of like very very Shaun of the Dead zombies coming up through the floorboards, through the walls, through the windows, uh, and just when you think that nothing else. We find out it's it's a little red herring in the beginning of the movie where she's like, that phone doesn't make any call their calls except emergency calls. Yeah. So it's the one, you know. Yeah, as soon as she said that, I was like, well, that, that will play a role. Yeah, that's coming, that's yeah. coming back. So we see one of the ghosts kind of like, you think it's going to be an aggressive, you know, he's got this very creepy face, and he says, help me, help yeah. us, and hands her the phone, and she makes the phone call. At this point, like a cigarette had fallen into... Uh, like a box of LPs, so now that it, now this whole place is engulfed uh, in flames. Um, John ends up coming in and unfortunately gets stabbed in the process, so he's like passed out on the floor. Because uh, we know that at this point that Ellie's poisoned, and then the guy is there, and she's like, "You liar!" She said she was alone, right? And then this guy comes in, stabs him in like, the oh gut. God, he's gonna get it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and this is we. There's a moment which I thought this scene was really cool, where. Diana Rigg goes away mm. and it's Anya Taylor joy yeah. as when they're up in the up in the room room. room. and they kind of embrace and she was like I'm so so you know Ellie says I've seen it all I know what I know what you live went through I'm so sorry uh, and Diana Rigg or Sandy says I'm not going to jail <laughs> like you're out of your yeah. mind like I you know no way and she just kind of sits to like as this as this building is burning around her, she just kind of sits down mm. uh, and the building burns and our two main characters get out uh, and we flash Somehow forward. Somehow she's not poisoned and his stab <laughs> wound isn't fatal. <laughs> yeah. Those it two non-deaths are a little bit like. They, I mean, one of them probably should have, well, either one. At like, least. I mean, John, it, John probably should have survived and be like, dude, this was crazy. Yeah. You are not going to believe what I saw. Um so we flash forward a little bit and we get uh, to Ellie's, I guess, graduation or yeah, project. Her, like final thing is a fashion show. Her final. And it's, it's, it's like 60, modern 60s clothing. So mm. we see the, the dress that Anya Taylor-Droy was wearing, which is a little bit different. And we, you know, everybody's really but proud of her. We see that Grand's there, John's there. So he's okay. And, you know. Right. Everybody's okay. Everyone loves the show. Yeah. It's they, great. And they go back to behind the scenes. And we see mom in the mirror. See Jocasta. Yeah, who's just like kind of gives her like yeah. a middle finger, but also yeah, just I like, kind of like how she's just like uh, whatever. She's like, yeah, you tried to kill me. Okay, <laughs> right? you did try to stab me in the face. Yeah. I was a bee. You tried to kill me. Okay, yeah, it's fine. That makes sense. <laughs> uh, so we do see her mom in the mirror, and there's kind of a moment there. Uh, and then the the last little part is we see uh Sandy right. Anya Taylor Joy in the mirror as well, and, and they're like, "Oh boy, what's this?" And she does, I know and she, she does, does the, the wink and a little flick in the mirror, and I was like, "Oh no, I don't need a so Soho too." I so that's where again I think it's it messy with the mental health thing because like, what are they trying to say with the way that wraps up is now? Well, I took it as if if she can see the dead, well, Sandy's oh, dead now. She's dead right. now, right? I see. Okay. Because I was like, is she really like, this is a terrible murderer. Is now Ellie, sweet, innocent, good person Ellie that we know, like, going to be well, somehow. She's, Sandy's kind of like Dexter, right? She's a terrible murderer, but she's murdering terrible, terrible people. Terrible people. Right. So it's like you kind of give her a pass. You do. It's still not right, though. I right, mean, yeah, no, it's I, one yeah. of those things where you're like, yeah, she was murdering these horrible men, but also like she was murdering. <laughs> right. 
period. Like right. it's just, you know, so, but, but I just didn't want, the point is Ellie is a good person and the way that it ended with that cute little flick and everything. I'm yeah. like, Oh God, now, now that we know what Sandy was doing, what's Ellie going to be doing? You know what I mean? It's yeah. like the fact that Sandy turned out it's a was still prequel a to promising young woman. <laughs> right. Now that I, this, this had like, I thought that, well, I'm not that it's a prequel, right? But like this, this is similar themes, promising sure. a woman vibes big time. Because in the end, that's what she's, doing yep. but the actual murdering that's where this is what we thought promising young woman was gonna be without the twist ruse like because i mean i know we don't find out to the very end but when we saw promising young woman we're like she's killing these guys oh yeah for sure for sure which is why that movie takes such an interesting twist is she's not killing them she's actually letting them go and teaching them a lesson right like hoping this, like this could have been really bad you're not going to do this again right right, right. um man i love this movie like I thought, I would. I thought it looked amazing. I had a lot of fun. Like this might be one of my favorites of the year so far. Yeah, it was cool. I just, I, I think in my review, I gave it a B minus. I really liked it. I still, it, I still think it's solid and worth seeing. But it just left me a little bit at the end. It was just kind of like, I think it was messy with the mental health right. stuff. Like they never really put closure on what was it. It's just she have an ability. Does she have the issues? And they never connected them. Yeah. And then I still think when the ghosts popped up, once you could see more of their faces. It just felt a little bit like ooh. It just it didn't seem terrifying. Like it was scarier when they were scratch face and weird music and dark. Yeah, you started seeing them during the light, and they were just like there, and it was yeah, boo. (laughs) I I don't know. It I didn't. I was. It felt almost laughable. Like I felt like I think some people, if if they were seeing in a big audience, which I don't think they are for this movie, but I feel like they. Yeah, there was like four people in the theater. Like I I was like, I was like, I think I'm okay to take my mask off. Yeah, (laughs) there's like nobody. I had had two rows to myself. I was like, oh yeah, yeah. There was there there were probably yeah there were probably nine people in the theater and four of them was our party. So (laughs) I was just like, and they they were sitting in opposite corners. I was just like. I think I think I'm all right. We're probably yeah. okay. I'm well, going to roll the dice. This is one of those movies that's going to end up as one of those mid-tier movies that isn't going to make money, which yeah. is a shame because you know, right now it's these like the the little Blumhouse horror movies that are going to make a ton of money or the superhero movies and this is one of those in the middle. It's which blo- is blockbuster or bust. Yeah, which is like worth a watch, yep. but the audiences aren't going to turn up to see it. Uh, I think I saw uh, yeah, the Friday numbers, the My Hero Academia, which is an anime show that I guess they did a movie for. They've done that before. It's more like a Fandango thing, isn't it? Uh, not a Fandango, but uh, uh, God damn. The thing where you, like, uh, oh, sure. When you can see yes. the Met Opera in yeah, the theater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fathom yeah. Events type Fathom, of thing. There we go. But so, like, uh, that made three million, almost three million on Friday. Last night in Soho made 1.9. <sighs> so I think the My Hero is tracking to make nine, and last night in Soho is like four or five if it's lucky. Dang. So it, it's just a shame because, again, I think that Edgar Wright's a brilliant filmmaker. Mm-hmm. I think he has a lot to say with this movie. Visually, it's really good. Um, it doesn't always hit its mark, but it's still worth a viewing, and it's going to get just. It's gonna get swallowed up yeah. and, and forgotten. Like that's, I, I don't know I that the think if they could have tightened up the supernatural mm-hmm. slash mental health part, I think they they would have had a truly great movie. That's, yeah, that's, that's what fair. I mean. Yeah. I, that's that's, that's, that's the only part that really leaves me feeling cold on it. And uh, there's, I think there are ways, like you said, if they did another pass and somehow could connect those two and just make the reveal more like, oh my god, I have these abilities, and that's what happened to my mom. You know, if they somehow right. just could 
hammer yeah. that home and like make like that like, reveal. Like, a, like a sixth sense kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it would have been it would have felt more brilliant. It would have been yeah. like, whoa, that's crazy. That's right. fair. I think that's a, that's a fair and tied it together sure. nicely. Yeah. So, but there's still a lot to like in the movie. Like it's you know it it it. Like I said, it's a fun ride. It's just it could have been next level good. Uh, do you think he goes to the MCU? Like we know that well, he's, he's already done he's, it. He's, he's walked away. Like, he did I, walk away. I but don't do you think, think at this point. No, I don't. Okay. I don't think the MCU would have. I don't. Him that's back. probably true. And I don't think you get another stab. I don't think that. you do either. I don't think he, he showed up. No he didn't do what they wanted. <laughs> yeah. And he, yeah. I don't think. Do you think that's fair though? I just yeah, think. I, I think of like. They've, they they were they've, so early in the in the MCU. Ant Man's not that early. It was his was his was pre Iron Man. His Ant Man oh, concept yeah, they were was like 2006, before, 2005, 2006. Oh, were they? I didn't yeah, realize yeah, yeah. that. Okay, but um, and but, then once it finally got made, it didn't fit with the Iron Man. Like, gotcha. They, so they wanted him to. I change didn't a real, bunch of stuff. Okay, yeah. I feel a little bit differently about him. That's kind of like because I because I was just like it's MCU. Like you know the deal, right? Like no, this was he was pre- developing. This was pre- okay. MCU for yeah. okay. The that, suit the suit that we see is his like the suit that they designed for his movie. Gotcha. Yeah. So but that it's pre Iron Man, yeah. But I, I just, I don't think so. I don't think he wants to make that kind of movie. And That's if, probably true. If you, if you know, if that, that I mean, we've talked about this before. MCU is producer as auteur, yeah. not director as auteur. For sure. And if you don't want to play, if you don't want to color inside their lines, then they they don't need you. They like don't that's need you. not. The, I would not the loved. place, and that's not the place for you. Like it's that's right. okay. Like in almost any other movie, it's director is auteur. So like they can they, like here's this one place where it's not okay. Yeah, that's I would, you I would much rather he makes Last Night in Soho than a Marvel movie. You yeah. know, I want to see his original yeah. ideas. That's yeah, why yeah. we get this because he's not making Marvel. I'm, would I love to see that Ant Man? I I really would. Love I think to we see. saw a lot of it. I think yeah. there's a lot of it in there, like yeah. that the the train and the giant bug, and I think all yeah. of that stuff is kind of his. But stuff. I, 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 yeah, I would love to see that. But we also have a lot of other talented filmmakers that that are making that stuff. We'll and find out next week. Yeah, yeah. we'll see. Not uh, doing good at this point. Eternals <laughs> is the lowest rated on Rotten Tomatoes Marvel movie, and it's teetering between fifty nine percent rotten <laughs> and sixty percent fresh. So it's going to be very. Polarizing. I'm going to say it right now. How many reviews are really in yet, though? Like a hundred. Oh, okay. I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they've been for weeks. They've been reviewing it in New York, L.A. They've had screenings everywhere. Ours yeah. is just really late, but I but I didn't know if the reviews were out yet. No, you know, it's, with, there's with a lot of embargo reviews, dates yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And no, so they, they spoiled that. For, I mean, th- thank God I muted it because they spoiled the stupid. Well, I don't the sequences at the end. Oh, I don't uh, know about it. So yeah, I don't say. I know. I, I mute. I don't want anything. I don't know. I don't know. I can't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, well, anyway, I guess that's it for this one. Let's go around the table and everyone can say where to find them. This is Joey. You can follow me on the Twitter at Joey Butts, B-U-T-T-S 21. This is Kevin. Oh, also, sorry. There is uh, Binge Movies. I just did an episode of Binge Movies that just got released. Uh, John Car- We did John Carpenter's uh, nine- 1990s. So I got the worst of the John Carpenter uh, decades. Uh, but that's up on Binge Movies now. Jason asked me to do a you guest You got spot. the one with uh, Escape from L.A.? I sure did. Yeah. Oh great! I mean, and, I mean uh, yeah. I also Rocket got to Mars or whatever. I got no. <laughs> that was two thousand one. Oh okay. Uh, I Ghost got to Mars. Memoirs of an Invisible Man. I oh, got I Village of the Damned. I got into the in the Mouth of Madness. Uh, and then I said people liked LA. In the Mouth of Madness. They, they do. Okay, but that's like, Carpenter. What? In the Mouth of Yeah Madness. Yeah. Sam Neill. Yeah. Am I think really? Yeah. 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 I didn't realize that was Carpenter. It is. I haven't yeah. seen that in a long time. But wow. Okay. Go back and revisit it. Okay. So I got his nineties and well. You know, the piano. He had a good run in the seventies and eighties. Let's put it that way. Oh, and Starman. vampires. John Cam- John Carpenter's vampires. Ah, okay. And then 
Oh, and me? Oh, is that <laughs> yeah. okay? okay? Yeah, you're good. Sorry. <laughs> Kevin R. Brackett on Twitter. <laughs> and just, Tom, you can follow me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. You can find the show online, facebook.com slash Real Spoilers. While you're there, like the page, join the group. And, of course, don't forget our Patreon at patreon.com slash Real Spoilers. So that's it for this one. Uh, next time we will tackle Eternals or The Eternals or An Eternal. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Uh, there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them because it's Eternal. Uh, so thanks for listening. Until next time. Uh, Ryan is complicit. Get ready for a spoiler. Won't say it twice because we already warned you. Better watch out, it's gonna ruin the plot. Real spoilers. Real spoilers. Real spoilers. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 